Welcome to another edition of The Last Negroes at Harvard. I'm Kent Garrett. This podcast is about being black in America for over 80 years. It is Friday, March 1st, 2024. It is being called the Flower Massacre. Israelis killing starving Palestinians who were waiting for food. It is that simple. At least 112 Gazans were killed. More than 700 have been injured when they were fired upon by IDF tanks and drones. Kyle Kalinske and Crystal Ball report on what immediately happened. Caitlin Johnstone's essay, read by Tim Foley, reports on the media obfuscation. St. Uger and Anna Kasparian report on the rage. Uh, another another massacre unfolded in Gaza today. Um, the IDF killed at least 100 people, starving Gazans as they were trying to get food. Uh, you told me that the injured number is as high as 1,000. Yeah, the range at this point is somewhere between uh, 100 and 150 killed and somewhere between 700 and 1,000 injured. So give me the um, what they say happened, right? Like, what are there, three, there were three different stories that the IDF put out. Yeah. So, which, of course, is like evidence of you're fucking lying about all of it. So, first of all, uh, what we know happened because we have video from the ground is that obviously you have a population that's starving, in some cases literally starving to death at this point. Um, very limited food aid coming in, especially to northern Gaza. So you get thousands of Palestinians waiting for these expected food trucks to arrive. When they did arrive, um, you know, they rushed up to try to get this food and Israeli forces began firing on them. Um, and I mean, it's just an absolute bloodbath. So, so they don't even try to claim like, oh, Hamas shot at us from the crowd. So no, bro. that's what I just told you is what actually happened. Okay. What the IDF is saying, they immediately released this video, which first of all, it's taken from, a, I don't know, a drone or something up high and you're looking down and they sort of intentionally make it look like these human beings who are trying to get this food from the truck are like insect-like. And their initial story was, oh, they, they swarmed this truck and then they all trampled each other. Bullshit. Because again, we have the video of the IDF firing on them. Then another story was that uh, they felt threatened by these starving Gazans and so fired some warning shots and then the food truck drivers drove away and ran over a bunch of Palestinians. And that was a total lie. Also a lie. And then the third version of the story is actually it was Hamas. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm at the point now, I don't even know what to say about this stuff anymore because it's like, you know, it's like rewind and hit play and it's every day it's another massacre, totally genocidal. They keep getting away with it. There are no consequences. You know, we keep, the U.S. keeps sending them uh, money and weapons, no matter what they do. When the imperial media report on an Israeli massacre, 
In what many are now calling the Flower Massacre, at least 112 Gazans were killed and hundreds more injured after Israeli forces opened fire on civilians who were waiting for food from much-needed aid trucks in Gaza City on Thursday. Initial investigations by Euromed Human Rights Monitor found that the crowd was fired upon by both IDF automatic rifles and by Israeli tanks, and that dozens of gunshot victims were hospitalized after the incident. Israel's version of events has of course changed over the course of the day as narrative managers figure out how best to frame publicly available information in a way that doesn't harm Israel's PR interests. Currently, we're at Israel admitting that IDF troops did indeed fire upon the crowd, after previously denying this, but claiming that this isn't what caused most of the casualties, saying it was actually the Palestinians trampling each other in a human stampede which caused the harm. Essentially, the current argument is, yes, we shot them, but that's not why they died. The IDF claims Israeli troops only began firing on the Palestinians because the soldiers felt threatened by them which goes to show that there is no atrocity Israel could possibly commit where it wouldn't frame itself as the victim. Israel's Minister of National Security, Itamar Ben-Gvir, took the opportunity to praise the IDF for heroically fighting off the dangerous Palestinians, and to argue that the incident proves it's too dangerous to keep allowing aid trucks into Gaza. As terrible as the Israeli spin machine has been on this atrocity, the Western imperial media have been even worse. The verbal gymnastics they've been performing in their headlines to avoid saying Israel massacred starving people who were waiting for food would be genuinely impressive if it wasn't so ghoulish. As hungry Gazans crowd a convoy, a crush of bodies, Israeli gunshots, and a deadly toll, reads one New York Times header, like the summary of an episode of a Netflix murder mystery show. Chaotic aid delivery turns deadly as Israeli, Gazan officials trade blame, says an indecipherably cryptic headline from the Washington Post. Biden says Gaza food aid-related deaths complicate ceasefire talks, says The Guardian. Food aid-related deaths? Seriously? More than 100 killed as crowd waits for aid, Hamas-run health ministry says, reads a BBC headline. The UK's state broadcaster is here using a tried-and-true tactic for casting doubt on death counts by deliberately associating them with Hamas, despite the fact that the Gaza Health Ministry's death counts are considered so reliable that Israeli intelligence services use them in their own internal records. At least 100 killed and 700 injured in chaotic incident, says CNN, like it's describing a frat party that got out of control. Carnage at Gaza food aid site amid Israeli gunfire, reads another CNN headline, as though the carnage and the Israeli gunfire are two unrelated phenomena which just unluckily occurred at around the same time. CNN also repeatedly refers to the killings as food aid deaths, as though it's the food aid that killed them and not the military of a very specific and very nameable state power. It's probably worth noting at this point that CNN staff have been anonymously reporting through other outlets that there's been a uniquely aggressive top-down push within the network to slant reporting heavily in favor of Israeli information interests, driven largely by the new CEO, Mark Thompson. So that's what happens when the imperial media report on an Israeli massacre, in case you were curious and haven't been paying attention since October 7th or the decades which preceded it. The propaganda services of the Western press operate in a way that is typically indistinguishable from the spinmeistering of officials in Western governments, framing the Western Empire and its allies in a positive light and their enemies in a negative one. 
This happens because the Western mass media do not exist to report the news and give you information about what's been going on in the world, but to manufacture consent for the political status quo and the globe-dominating power structure it supports. The only difference between our propaganda and the propaganda of a ruthless dictatorship is that the people who live under a dictatorship know they are being fed propaganda, whereas Westerners are trained to believe they are ingesting impartial factual reporting. The demolition of Gaza is alerting more and more Westerners to the fact that this is happening, though, because the more blatant the atrocities, the more ham-fisted the propaganda machine needs to be about running cover for them. It's even opening eyes within the propaganda machine itself, which is why we're seeing things like CNN staff blowing the whistle on their own CEO, and New York Times staff telling The Intercept that their bosses committed extremely egregious journalistic malpractice in producing atrocity propaganda alleging mass rapes by Hamas on October 7th. The only good thing about what's happening in Gaza is that it's waking Westerners up to the fact that everything they've been told about their society, their media, and their world is a lie. Cracks are appearing in the illusion, and those of us who care about truth, peace, and justice need to help draw attention to them. From there, real change becomes a genuine possibility. You can see in this video by the Israeli, from the Israeli military uh, the crowds of people around these uh, trucks. But what appears to have happened is that the Israeli military opened fire on some of these people who are surrounding these trucks. Now, eyewitnesses on the scene have told us that Israeli tanks as well as drones opened fire on this crowd. Um, and that following that, there was a chaotic scene. And yet another appalling war crime that will, of course, received cover by the United States government. Israeli forces fired on a crowd of Palestinian civilians who were crowding a humanitarian aid truck, desperately seeking food in Northern Gaza. Now it's important to keep in mind that we are talking about Northern Gaza, which has effectively been cut off from any humanitarian aid. We're talking about people who did not evacuate to the south, Humanitarian aid organizations have had a lot of difficulty reaching them. And since they swarmed the humanitarian aid truck, the IDF took it as an opportunity to fire at them, killing hundreds of people. Now the death toll is very likely to change, but more than 100 people have been reported killed as a result of this. The death toll in Gaza is believed to have surpassed 30,000 people at this point. Now, Israeli officials acknowledge that troops opened fire, saying they did so after the crowd approached in a threatening way. <laughs> the officials insisted on anonymity to give details about what happened after the military said in a statement that dozens were killed and injured from pushing, trampling, and being run over by the trucks. So the IDF and the Israeli government would have you believe that no, 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 we didn't. We didn't shoot at them. Yes, these bullet riddled bodies laying on the floor do exist, but that wasn't us. It was the trampling that caused these deaths. Complete and utter BS. And hundreds of thousands of Palestinians are believed to remain in Northern Gaza. And many have been reduced to eating human animal fodder to survive. The UN says that one in six children under two in the north suffer from acute malnutrition and wasting. And the UN also says that a quarter of Gaza's, and this is the entire Gaza Strip, a quarter of Gaza's 2.3 million Palestinians face starvation, around 80% have fled their homes. And I wanna to go to what witnesses said about what was happening at the scene before I go to you, Cenk. 
So Kamel Abu Nahel, who was being treated for a gunshot wound at Shifa Hospital, said that he and others went to the distribution point in the middle of the night because they heard that there would be food. They've been eating, they've been eating bird food. They've been eating animal fodder. They're, they're, they're desperate for food. So they show up and he says, We've been eating animal feed for two months, so you can imagine how hungry they are. He said Israeli troops opened fire on the crowd as people pulled boxes of flour and canned goods off the trucks, causing them to scatter with some hiding under cars. After the shooting stopped, people went back to the trucks and the soldiers opened fire again. He was shot in the leg and fell over, and then a truck ran over his leg as it sped off, he said. Ala Abu Daye, a witness of that violence, said that Israeli troops opened fire and also that a tank fired a shell. Those attempting to deliver humanitarian aid tried to get away from the shooting and the danger that was being caused as a result of the IDF firing at them. And as a result, they unfortunately did end up running some people over. But do not make the mistake of buying into the lies and propaganda by the Israeli government. That is not the main reason why people were killed. In fact, Jeremy Diamond at CNN, who's done some excellent reporting on the ground, has a report that I want to share with you all in regard to this episode. Let's watch. Our eyewitnesses on the ground indicate that it was the Israeli gunfire that prompted some of those trucks to flee the scene and in the process run over some of these individuals. But we are still working to gather additional details. The Israeli military says for its part that the incident is under review. And they are also saying in a statement that Gazan residents surrounded the trucks, looted the supplies being delivered, and that during the incident, dozens of Gazans, they say, were injured as a result of pushing and trampling. This was clearly more than just pushing and trampling. And we have eyewitnesses making very clear that the Israeli military did indeed open fire on these individuals. So desperate people seeking flour, anything, any sustenance, considering the fact that they have been left to starve to death. And as they're you know, swarming the humanitarian aid convoy, convoy the trucks, they get fired at by the IDF. So who are the animals? Yeah. Who are the animals, Jenk? Who are the animals? Because yeah. I'm getting real sick of people on social media referring to Palestinian civilians as animals. Because every story that we've covered, everything that we've investigated and looked into, does not really show Palestinians behaving as animals. It shows the IDF behaving as animals. People who feel real good about themselves shooting their weapons at desperate people as they swarm a humanitarian aid truck. I just, anyway, sorry, go ahead. So uh, latest numbers are 112 dead, 760 injured. Um, 576,000 Palestinians are now starving. And this is what starving looks like. Now the Israelis say, or it's confirmed uh, by international news outlets like CNN, that the Israelis fired from the tanks and from drones. And they said they were worried about their troops. Where, where were the troops? Inside the tanks, they weren't in the drones. So the guys that were inside tanks were slightly, slightly, slightly concerned, I guess, about their, this is the best case scenario for Israel that I'm laying out, about their safety within the tank. So they murdered 112 people at least. And when you started firing into the crowd, what did you think was going to happen? Other than the slaughter from your bullets, that hungry, desperate crowd, of course, was going to panic when you started spraying the place with bullets and the trucks were gonna panic. And you knew that that would also create a stampede. 
And the drones, how about the drones? Were the drones afraid that they were going to, that their hardware or plastic was going to get attacked? So somehow they were gonna jump up and grab a drone with no one inside of it? And why would that be a concern? Why are you murdering people with drones when you actually see them and you see that they are not at all fighters and they are people desperate for food? And Israel murders them. So if that breaks your heart, good, you finally, you still have one. You still have one, good. If you say it breaks your heart to hear me say it, as opposed to the fact that Israel is actually doing it and actually murdering those people, then there's something wrong with you. You think, I don't care about those people, I don't view Palestine. You have to admit it. If you don't think that it's that big a deal and that Israel is right, especially in this instance, if you think Israel's right and you trust your beloved terrorist IDF, and you look at them murdering those people in cold blood as they're starving them, as they're keeping them in a ghetto and a camp, and you look at that and go, no, the problem is people reporting that fact. It's not the fact, the problem is not us doing it. Our beloved, beloved democracy ally Israel. Is this what a democracy looks like? Is this what an ally looks like? Is this what decency or morality looks like? This is now one of the sickest governments in the whole world. In my whole lifetime, I've never seen slaughter like this on live television. Yeah, I know this Bashar al-Assad, Kim Jong-un, Saddam Hussein, etc. have done terrible things, terrible things. But these are being televised, brothers and sisters. So you could say, hey, and well, that doesn't- defended and defended and, and, and defended okay. by our government. That's okay. the important thing to remember. Okay. Because okay. I don't remember the US government defending the chemical weapons attacks that Bashar al-Assad was doing. In fact, I, we bombed Bashar al-Assad, we bombed Saddam Hussein, we threatened to bomb Kim Jong-un. We applaud Israel and give them money. And weapons. Right now, the Senate already passed a bill to send $14 billion for more slaughter. It's a slaughterhouse in Gaza. Every day that we delay, the IDF murders, murders more Palestinians. It, uh, today, Lloyd Austin, our Secretary of Defense, admitted in uh, in testimony in Congress, Israel has murdered more than 25,000 women and children. Women and children. Remember that our hearts broke and we said it on this show for 36 babies that were killed in Israel, 36 children. And that should break your heart. You've got 25,000 dead babies, children, women stacked on top of one another. And now 576,000 people murdered that are starving and desperate and eating animal fodder. What kind of sick maniacs do this? Terrorists do this. Benjamin Netanyahu is 100% a terrorist and one of the worst terrorists of my lifetime. 25 times the terrorist that Hamas is. Definitely a terrorist. If you don't give me this nonsense that oh, when Arabs do it or when Muslims do it and when the powerless do it, they're no good scumbag terrorists. But when a state does it, a so-called ally does it, and they do it a 25, 30 times worse. No, no, angels, they had to do it. No, you, you cannot be in favor of this. If you're in favor of this, you have lost your soul. You have lost your morality, you have lost decency. The IDF now is the largest terrorist organization in the world. If you say, "Oh no, that's not fair, 
that's not fair. We were just murdering 30,000 of them and starving them and humiliating them and shooting them with drones and treating them like animals. But you don't get to call us names. You don't get to call us names. No, I do get to call you names. Israel is one of the worst governments on earth right now. And if you care about Israel, and I don't, I think people are so blinded, blinded by their bias. But if you say the Palestinians, who gives a goddamn about them? Murder, murder, murder them. Who cares about the Palestinians? We have a right to defend ourselves. Get the hell out of here. That defense ended months and months and months ago. This is just brutality and savagery. So if you if it breaks your heart to hear the truth, good, good, do something about it. And so if you only if you if you don't mind murdering Palestinians and treating them like animals, how about Israel? Listen, you fools, you utter utter fools. The right wing government of Israel are stupid monsters in our Congress. Do you not understand? We are all seeing this. Your lies about how Israel has to do it, doesn't, no one believes it. No one other than the propaganda filled, bias filled heads in Washington. The rest of us look at it and what do you think's happening? What do you think the world thinks about Israel now? Do you not get it, you schmucks? You unbelievable idiots. If Turkey was doing this, when Turkey did, what 1% of this, I was furious because it's gonna make people hate me. Do you not get it? Are you so thick headed you can't get it? The world now despises Israel because of this. No, it's because we're the victims. Is this, is this what, it, who, who looks at that tape and says the Palestinians are not the victims, the Israelis murdering them are the victims? United you would States have government. to be a lunatic to believe that. So the people in power in our government, that's the people we can affect. Those politicians, they're the worst people on earth. They approve that $14 billion to murder more of these poor innocent people. They are the most immoral people I have ever seen in my lifetime. They don't speak for me. I'm not for the monsters in Washington. I'm 100% against those monsters, yes, including that despicable, like awful human being, Joe Biden. Joe Biden looks at that and goes, send him more money, send him more bombs, kill them, kill them, kill them. That's what Joe Biden says. Same goddamn thing Donald Trump says. Our leaders are monsters. And you think you idiots, you think you're helping Israel? You're getting the whole world to despise Israel. You morons, you've done so much damage to Palestinians and to Israelis. But keep murdering and see if you can murder your way out of this. Outrageous. If your heart doesn't break, you don't have one.